hello, hello. Welcome back to Show Talk, the place where I talk, you talk, and we talk about shows. Can we talk about last night's episode? Like, what? Slow clap. I know I say this every episode, but this episode was amazing. And if you're still catching up, if your friends haven't watched it, your mother, your daughters, your children's, okay, your wife, can we talk? Like, obviously, we're not doing enough. I feel like the show isn't getting as much recognition as it should. It is so good. And this episode just proved it. Just I, I was at the edge of my seat the entire time. Heart palpations, tears in my eyes. Like, it was amazing. And I hope you guys felt the same way. And I would just love to break it down with you guys. Because I, there are some moments that I don't even remember what I saw. Or couldn't even digest it. And even after watching After the Storm with the creators and with um, Ashley, I swear to gosh, I'm just still, still processing I think I honestly need to watch again. Uh, and I would still feel the same exact feelings that I felt watching it for the first time. And that just shows how amazing it was. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's get into it. Let's break down exactly what happened. Just, just get into that bellwether wedding. You know what I mean? So we ended off last episode with Abigail asking Rael and Tally to go to her cousin's wedding. Now we know that there's some ulterior motives with that, being that the Dean of War College is going to be there, so it's their time to show off before everyone else to make sure that they have a good safe spot into getting into War College. And then also we know that Abigail's mom is putting so much pressure on her to make a good impression. And that is, it it takes up a good chunk of this episode in looking at Abigail and her realizing her position as where she is now and what her future is going to be. And I think we see a lot of, of, of change in mindset for Abigail after this episode. And it's, it's going to be great to see, um, how, how much she changes, um, after everything that happens. But a big thing is them showing up and them representing the unit that Petra, Abigail's mother, wants from her. And I love Rael. Y'all, you guys know I do. And I love, I love Tally. But I, I felt with uh, Abigail this episode because Rael just wants to bring Scylla and... Tally just keeps going on and on about Garrett. And I'm like, you guys, this is very important. <laughs> um, this could change their future. And I know Rael doesn't want to have this lifestyle. And I know that Tally, you know, being intimate with someone, it takes a big toll emotionally and mentally with someone. So I understand where her focus is. But my gosh, I was like, can you guys get it together especially Raelle and it pisses me off too because the only reason Raelle is is fighting with everyone and is pushing for Scylla so much is because she's in love with her but also because of Scylla's ulterior motives now we know that the spree are not happy with Scylla right now and they're looking for results obviously and so they've they've bumped up their timeline a little bit and 
last episode, the last thing that they said was they wanted her to get invited to the Bellwether wedding. And we were like, don't know why, but okay. We all know that the Bellwethers are strong, prominent families. Maybe they've sent her to do a hit list. That makes sense. And then the beginning of this episode, they go and tell her that they need to deliver, or she needs to deliver Rael today of the wedding at six. So now she definitely has to go. And they're also threatening her. So where we thought that Scylla should be, I don't know, reconsidering her decision to work with a spree, I think it's been uh, heightened a little bit more because now, not only does she have to worry about her life if she doesn't deliver Rael tonight, but also Rael has, without her knowledge, or I feel like without her wanting to accept it, and she's slowly realizing this now. And she is falling hard for Rael. And for her to to just deliver Rael to the spray without knowing what's going to happen to her. Without knowing anything after that. Because clearly they're going to cut them off right after she gets delivered. So who knows? And I don't think that Scylla really wants to take that chance. And we can see a little bit of that hesitation every time she has to talk to the spree or work with the spree you can see that she she she's changing her mind. And there's this scene in the beginning where before Scylla even asks for another invitation to the wedding because she's struggling to get in, where Raelle asks for her to run away with each other. And I thought this was the moment, okay? Scylla sees everything that's happening. She is worried about what's going to happen to Raelle. She's worried about what's going to happen to herself. So why wouldn't they take that chance you know especially since they've they've reached this point where they're like passing out gifts to each other saying that they love each other silly even gives rail her own little brand to remember herself by which i have theories about which i'll talk about later um but that was their time for or that was the moment for i feel like silly to decide who she's really loyal to, if it's the spree or if it's Rael. And the fact that even with that opportunity, even with that chance for them to run away together, even if it was going to be successful or not, for Scylla to still talk and make plans with the spree about delivering Rael, even after all that, uh, made me very angry. (laughs) It made me very angry and very disappointed because yes, this is our first big, strong lesbian relationship and we, we want it to sail. We want it to be great. But yes, of course it comes with hardships and secrecy and we, we don't want Rael to get hurt. And most of us really love how this is going and like the, the storyline that they have, but my God, Scylla the F she just had it's like prove yourself to us you know what I mean and that moment where she decides to to give Rael or decides to to continue going through with it it pissed me off it, it, it pissed me off because I, I really like this relationship and I want it to go somewhere I want it to get better maybe but I don't know. Scylla's going to have to make some hard choices and she does this episode. So I guess we can amend her for that. She, she really does make a choice. Although last minute, 
but she does make a choice. And of course that moment arrives because Scylla somehow manages to sneak her way into the wedding using her spree powers of deception. And I've been wondering about this. I feel like I've talked about this in past episodes before, but who is Scylla? <laughs> like, who is she really? We have the woman we met at the first episode who did that whole spree debacle uh, and killed a bunch of people in the mall. And then we have Scylla that we see here. And then now we have the Scylla that we saw at the wedding. How does this work? I'm still waiting for someone to explain this to me because actually, maybe I have to go watch the first after the storm. Although I thought I did. Who knows? But I just, every time I see her changed into a different person or to a different body, I have so many questions. I'm like, who is the real you? Who is your true form? If Scylla burns off this face that she has now, will we see somebody else, you know? And then there is the fact that every person that she possesses actually has a backstory. And we know that because of Porter two episodes ago where he had a whole entire life with Scylla before she came into the military and before she joined the spree. So then it leaves me with a bunch of theories. Like, so is Scylla really Scylla? And then she can just possess or borrow these people's bodies and their memories to fit the narrative or, or the job that she has to do. Are these people actually dead and they have the ability to, to, I don't know, just take over? Because she is a necromancer too, so like, you know, theories. And then two or three, are each, is each body that she takes over some form or some person from the spree and they just like tag team different bodies to do what they have to do? You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of possibilities that it could be. It'd be interesting to know the truth because if she isn't the Scylla that we know and if she isn't the Scylla that Ray knows, then how does that change the relationship after everything? You know, it reminds me of that movie every day where the the main character wakes up in a different body every day and his love interest has to fall in love with him every day depending on the person that he's in. Like, is that going to be the situation we're going to be in with Raelle and Scylla? Like, that'd be interesting, but like, what? <laughs> I love the soul that we have now though and I wouldn't want to see her any other way and I feel like that would just put more drama onto the Rael and Scylla relationship that we don't need <laughs> but of course tensions are now high uh because whether it is the Scylla that we know or somebody else Scylla has now crashed a bellwether party, a party that is very hard to get into, a wedding that is very important with very important officials. And uh, Abigail is not happy because now she has to explain why Scylla is here. And Raelle, I've never cringed so hard during an episode. Raelle, I swear to gosh, can't read a room. If it was me, if I was in a situation where my my significant other comes to a location that I've wanted them to go to, but they couldn't get in and they mysteriously snuck in and it was very important to my friend that they weren't there, I would just be like, hey, honey, can you go home and we can talk later? But no, no. <laughs> Rail's like, this is great for me. You're here. I'll be happier. I'll be comforted. And like all this great stuff. And Abigail's in the corner dying inside, sending daggers of death. 
Oh, just, I can't. <laughs> Literally, if you look behind at Tally, her face was literally my face at seeing Scylla come behind this bush, just chilling casually. And for a spree who is constantly worried about being exposed and constantly worried about, like, doing too much, she sure chose the boldest place to be. Um, to start making her moves, especially with Anacosta there. I don't know about you, but I feel like Anacosta and Scylla are about to have a showdown anytime soon, and I'm waiting. I am excited. I feel like we haven't seen Anacosta display her powers yet and her strength as, like, to be a general and to be a teacher to these women, and I'm excited to see it, and I feel like it's going to be amazing, and Acosta's going to do a smackdown that we've all been waiting for. I love you, Scylla, but still, she needs to be smacked down. I'm waiting to see it. I'm waiting to see it. It's going to be amazing, especially with that threat that Anacosta threw out. Beautiful, but also really crazy because it was like a gauntlet has been thrown down ever since that moment because Rael just wants to show off Scylla like a peacock to everyone announcing that they're they're together and that they're girlfriends, introducing her to people that she should even be introducing her to. A mess. And then... Speaking of a mess relationships, Tally and Garrett, what? <laughs> My heart. Here I am, really disappointed in the way that Tally is acting over Garrett since Bellatane. And now she sees a flash of Garrett and it's like we lost her. She goes running to the wind to go claim his mouth. And <laughs> she won't even let him get in a word. And of course, the one word that he does want to say is that he's engaged, engaged, okay? Even in a fictional show, men are still trash. And this is why women run the army because I, I can't. He has the nerve to say that he loves her and that he wishes he could be with her and that they're great together and all of this drama. And he's engaged? Dude, you're off the market for five years. I don't want to hear it from you. I don't want to hear it from you. You've broken my girl's heart. You've broken my heart. I thought he was different. Can never trust him. Can never trust him. Five years. He had the nerve. He had the nerve to say, it's just five years. We can be together later. <laughs> Ridiculous. But if you think about it, pretty interesting. I mean, if you look at this this whole this whole wedding that we're here for, for Char's wedding, um, Abigail's cousin, that's what what it is. That's what these, these army weddings are. You, you join yourself together for, for five years so that you could reproduce and create new witches for the army. And then you've basically served. And then you go back, you go back to doing your own battles and leading your own wars. And that's supposed to be just that. I mean, it brings me back to some of the same questions I was asking last episode about what Beltane really is. And now it's like what these weddings really are. Is it a, a, is it a full commitment that you have to make? Because it's like a contract with the army. You, you serve, you reproduce, you make stronger families and stronger ties. And, and that's just supposed to be that. But what if you are in Rail's position? What if you don't like the opposite sex? What if reproducing is not your option is there a different way that you can serve somehow or are those five years mandatory it's a lot of things to question and to to look at it's very interesting and 
it's, I think honestly, the pros of it is that you are able to meet and fall in love with so many other people in those time frames between the five years. But at the same time, if it's not a choice, is that okay? I did stop and, and think of our own weddings that we have now. A lot of it is there is divorce and there is so many things. There's different relationships now that you can have where it's like multiple wives or, or multiple husbands and polyamorous relationships and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, that commitment is is through sickness and in health. It's It's very serious. It's till death do you part at least that's what the intentions are and that's that's not this that's five years and there's love there and there's there's commitment there but I don't know it gives you a different perspective on certain things especially how they do things um on this show and and what their their new reality is that that we have and should we adapt some of the customs that they have would it be easier for us would it be better for us to have that choice to make a commitment but still have it open and I feel like in this day and age you have that that conversation a lot when it comes to what type of relationship do you like if you like monogamous relationships if you like open relationships so to have that also in a marriage is it's very interesting to see um, and I liked, I liked looking at it and thinking about it a lot more, even as I'm talking about it now, I'm still thinking about, about different, different ways that that could work in a reality that we have right now. It's very interesting and to think about, and I hope you guys think about that too, in your own life, if you, you're feeling trapped in any way or, or looking to make that commitment, I hope you thought about that, that, that commitment that you're making, like how serious it is, you know what I mean? And, and how how long that's supposed to be because it is when you make it till death do you part although in char's case it might just be for a few hours because we lose char literally right after this binding before her even wedding wedding to a spree attack and i'm not gonna lie it hurt me a lot to lose char even in the short moment that we did have her in this episode i felt very connected to her. I was getting a lot of big sister vibes between her and Abigail. And I loved that Abigail had a person that she could rely on that wasn't her mother or, or not uniting against her mother, but giving her a chance to just be her and telling her to relax a little bit more and opening her up to the reality of things because Char is older and is experiencing things a lot faster than Abigail is. So it's like having lost her in just a few episodes, like few minutes to a spree attack is, is so sad and seeing, oh, just seeing it too. It was very graphic as well. Just seeing Char in that beautiful wedding dress that she was supposed to be getting married to just laying in a bathtub with her vocal cords, no less cut out. So disrespectful especially because as they were talking in the after show of their vocal cords are what make them them or what make them powerful so to have that taken out is just such an attack on who they are as a person it's it's so uh and and the look on abigail's face it's like she can't even process that it's real she even even seeing it right in front of her she still goes to to Shara's body it's in hoping that this is all a dream or uh and then 
Then at a left field, we have two sprees. Not one, but two sprees go and attack Abigail. And it's just, oh, it's guns blazing. It's amazing. Those fight sequences this episode literally had to be sweating. It was so great. And Abigail was doing so well fighting against her own, especially when she couldn't even use her own work against the, the these attackers. And if it was very interesting to see. It shows how vulnerable they really are when they can't use the powers that have been given to them. And she has to, she has to fight for herself. She has to fight for her own survival. They've already killed Char. There's no way that they're, they're not planning to kill her as well. It could very well be a bellwether attack, especially with how powerful they are and what they mean to the society. Um, so she, she's fighting for her life and she, she's kicking butt really. And I was very proud of her in that moment. And while that is happening, we see balloons. We see balloons and we all know what that means. It means that an attack is coming and it's happening. And of course they have methods against it. But if this, this breastplate that they're using to stop Abigail's seeds from working from her being able to protect herself and protect those around her that changes the game it really does especially when Petra finds her and sees that Abigail's about to get her throat slit out and she has to go and fight and protect her daughter and they're both fighting back to back and just using their whips and their bodies and it's just amazing like just using the things whoever choreographed that fight scene I'm just freaking beautiful it was amazing I loved it so much especially because you see that bond between Abigail and her mother through the past five episodes we've seen a back and forth between the two of them um just relationship wise, you can tell they're mother and daughter, but they haven't acted like mother and daughter for so long that to see Petra just, she was worried. She was stressed. You see it on her face, looking for her daughter, wanting to protect her daughter. And then to see that Abigail's on the verge of almost dying and then having to fight to protect her. Oh, it was so great. It was a version of Petra that we haven't seen before yet. And it shows a little bit more vulnerability of, of what that loss of everyone's daughters is, is causing and taking from them. And I thought, I thought it was great. I thought it was great. And, and at the end when they finally win and they succeed and the, the spree sacrifice themselves to, to of course not be caught and to to continue their own mission or whatever I just I think back about earlier on in the episode where Abigail is so stressed um about meeting the dean and here she is standing covered in blood both her own and it shards she has a stab wound in her in her shoulder she's breathing deep she's just thrown out in great seed to cast these these attackers from her home and she's proved herself you know what I mean throughout this entire episode she's been worried about whether or not she can prove herself if she can hold that bellwether name that has been placed upon her and she wants to show the the work that she's put in through through training so far and it seems that even talking to the dean that it doesn't even matter everything that she's done leading up to this point it 
it was for nothing. If her name is just going to get her through doors, if her name is not going to let people see who she is as a person, what was, what was the point of everything that she's done so far? But this scene where she's fighting for her life, fighting against what she's been training for for so long, it shows not only us, but maybe I'm hoping to her, to her mother, to to those who look at her from here on out, that she can do this. She is a bellwether, yes, but she is also Abigail. She is strong, she is resilient, and she can protect herself, and she is more than just her name. But we know that this is going to change her in multiple respects. One, how is she going to treat the rest of her training and the rest of her classes from here on out? now knowing the truth that because of her name she will continue to move forward and and all the work that she's put in won't matter to them but also too the death of char is is going to be scarring for her she's seen with her own eyes the death of a family member she's been attacked by those who have killed her family member that is not something that you just brush off whether you are a soldier or not you have to train yourself mentally for that and and that's something that even if you see it in real life it's it's something you don't get over very easily and even the trailer for next week's episode shows that that's going to be some of the struggles that she's going to be going into and it's going to be very real and it's going to be very intense that we're going to have to prepare ourselves for um yeah, but I also just just looking at that, just looking at the the previews for next week and just looking at how devastated and in shock that that she was in after everything had settled makes you think about like our veterans, you know, and and those suffering from PTSD, like the struggles that they they go through and the intensity of everything and it's going to be interesting to see her tackle that on and, and how she overcomes that. If she does overcome that, um, it'll be interesting to see. But with the aftermath of everything, a lot a lot is going on. Scylla is gone. We don't know where she is. What happened to her? There's a lot to question there because one, you don't know if the spree might have taken her out, if there was somebody there to take her out now that Rael wasn't um, given up at the time that she was given or if Scylla just broke free in order to, to, I don't know, like run away from the spree and protect herself. But I feel like she's still alive. You know why? Because I think the scar or the brand on Rael's hand is still there. And I think that that links them together. And I don't know how, and I don't know what's going to happen, but I think next week or even the week after... We'll see Scylla reach out to Rael in some way using that brand on her hand. And it has to be some kind of communication device. It has to be. Because there's no way that Scylla is dead. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what they're saying next week. I don't care what they say the week after that. There's no way. She is too deep of a character for them to just like dispose of because of how deep she is in the show. I mean, think of how Rael is going to act after this. She is going to be literally volatile. There's no way that she's going to just rub off the fact that Scylla's dead. It's going to cause drama. It's going to cause a mess between the unit and with Abigail already out of service as well. That's going to be a mess. And now that Tally knows, oh, now that Tally knows that Scylla might be spree, 
Listen, I know I didn't talk about this earlier, but I literally screamed when I saw Tally find out that um, Scylla might be spray. And now that she's holding on to that secret, I don't know why. I would have been shouting it from the rooftops. Okay, I would have maybe pulled Rael aside and let her know that like her girlfriend might be evil, you know, just to break it to her gently. But then I would have been like, I knew that. <laughs> I knew that bitch was evil. She... <laughs> Uh, but I've been waiting. I've been waiting for so long for someone to figure it out. And now that one of Rail's closest friends or her closest unit, her sister, now knows the truth, that's that's going to change everything. That's going to change dynamics. You know, Tally's going to be hiding something that's going to change the way that she acts. I mean, forget everything that happened with Garrett. Now it's too deep. And and Abigail is, is stressed and and struggling so that's gonna be a struggle and Rael is going to be mourning it's oh next next week's gonna be a mess the week after it's gonna be a mess I can't I can't wait to see it did you guys see in the trailer too it looked like Anacosta lost an eye I hope not I mean cool but like I hope not um yeah but that was that was pretty much this entire episode I thought it was great some honorable mentions that I didn't mention too much um so far was one Props to Scylla. Okay, I know I was throwing shade at her earlier uh, this episode because of her decision to, to the last moment, honestly, um, deliver Rael. But her choice at the end to to stick stick around and, and to let Rael go and to, to face the spree on her own, if that's even what she's doing, or to run on her own, that was commendable. I'll, I'll give her that. They did have a lot of cute moments this episode with them dancing together and kissing each other and things like that. And I thought that was cute. And I'm not going to lie, even if I don't like their relationship so much, and even like I teeter on their relationship every episode, but even if I don't like it fully, um, there were a couple moments where I was like, all right, this is cute. I, I do like them together. They're, they they do balance each other out. I think my biggest problem with the relationship is how fast it happened. And also the fact that so it's evil, obviously. And to me, Rael is just so pure and so innocent that I just don't want to see her heartbroken. And the fact that Scylla is, is hiding this behind her and like just it she's making the relationship deeper every episode and, and I'm like if you really love her you'd tell her the truth you know <laughs> I guess that's where I'm at with that speaking of the truth did you guys hear Petra speaking of new leaderships like they're literally trying to make a coop under here and I I ranted on episode three about that with with General Sharma I'll go off again if I have to okay Petra maybe a bellwether but listen nobody better be trying to usurp my girl Sarah Adler I'd be upset um and I feel like movements are going to be made whether it's going to be this season or next season it's going to happen um but the the question is who's going to make the first move is Petra working for General Sharma or she's working for herself you know because Bellwethers they have high political standings and maybe she's trying to get into the hot the Hague herself she already has connections and maybe she's really trying to get in and, and make a stance for herself. Who knows? Um, but that's going to be dramaful. I hope we see that next season. I feel, let's give us food for next season, you know, because there's so much drama going on right now. Like, how much can we enter in? We only have 10 episodes left. Is that not crazy? We only have, no, sorry, sorry. We only have five episodes left, five episodes left. So who knows what 
they can pack in in the next five episodes. I mean, it's going to be sad to see them go, but I'm already rooting for a season two. But with everything going on right now with um the the shutdowns, who knows how long that's going to take for it to get to us. Ugh, it's going to be it's going to be a long wait, I feel like. But we should prep for it and we should still be rooting for them and 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 looking for a hashtag season 2 <laughs> or season 3. Let's let's be bold and scoot in a season 5 there because it's just so good and they have so much that they could put in and so much that they could say and 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 work into. Like think about all the stuff that we still have to go through. We have the people talking about taking over for Sarah, we have the Tamir group that they haven't really talked in about. We still have Sarah's like history to go down about why she has the like most important seed and why like she's the strongest. Like there's so much like little bridges that we could actually go into and work into. So that's food for the next two seasons at least. Um, you know, so I will be rooting for them, obviously, and I hope you guys are as well. That's why I put out these episodes and why I put out so many other podcast episodes for shows that I love dearly and hold to my heart. It's because I want them to have more seasons and I want them to get the recognition that they deserve, whether or not they get cancelled. It's showing the love for the work that these actors and these creators put out for them, you know? Um, so yeah. Um, other small mentions that I liked the use of the, the conch shell during the wedding. I thought that was very interesting to see, especially because conch shells themselves, they're very natural, um, musical instruments, musical instruments that I think was interesting for them to use during the ceremony because they create such great, great noise and great sounds that are unimaginable to us to be able to to make ourselves and so for them to use a natural element that makes their own work and their own sounds and their own seeds to to bind a group of witches that use their vocal cords to be powerful I thought was very interesting to see um I like to give props to the clothing and and scenes and everything like that so did you guys notice the new change in uniforms that they were wearing during the wedding that was very interesting to see I love slight changes and like that like during Beltane like the new outfits that they were wearing that was beautiful those costume designers were great and now looking at like the pant leg or the skirts whatever they were wearing that was interesting to see apparently they don't get to wear dresses and things like that normally or, or regularly so seeing small changes like that from what they normally wear and what's usually their their general outfit um or uniform was was great to notice i don't know what other things what other things were great to see honestly so much that's probably why this is we're at 35 minutes now and this is probably one of the longest episodes i've released um for this show because there was just so much going on and so much to see and and such such amazingness honestly that I I can't wait to to continue on the rest of the season um I don't know I think I'm gonna leave it there there's so many things I could probably talk about a little bit more um than what I have actually put up on there but I don't know I'll leave that gut to you guys let me know some of the favorite things that you've noticed that maybe I didn't pick up your favorite scenes from this episode what you expect for the rest of the season how next week's gonna go um, there's just, there's just so many things that could be happening from here on out and I can't wait to see how that unfolds. So, 
So let me know. Let me know some of the favorite things that you guys got from this episode, what you expect from the next episode, the rest of the season, um, some of the theories that you guys have. I know some of you guys are holding on to the theory that Spree, um, that Rael's mom is actually still alive and part of the Spree, which I do believe and I, I can't confirm or deny, but I, I know it's it's true. It has to be. This has to be one of the main reasons why they want Rael so much. And yes, she is going to be powerful. And yes, she is strong that we don't know or haven't seen yet but there has to be some ulterior motive of why they want her specifically and it has to be because her mother is still alive i don't care what anybody says i don't care what anybody says but yeah uh if you want to talk a little bit more you can follow me on twitter at show talk podcast at twitter or if you want to send me an email at show talk podcast at gmail.com you can as well but i look forward to seeing your comments and talking to you guys a little bit more but as always i will see you next time and keep on talking